for those of you who don't know me out there, I guess there's a couple of you. Not. <laughs> Machiavelli argued that it is better to be feared than loved, but Helen Harris III would probably contend that it's better still to be envied. I'd like to take this opportunity to honor Lil and Doug with a short poem I penned while sitting on a swing in an exclusive resort in Talithaniki. The bridesmaid's antagonist lives high up on a pedestal of her own making, yet Helen's gift for appearing untouchably perfect doesn't translate into a happy private life. These are my kids. Oh. Step kids. Step. <laughs> Helen doesn't get that making people covet what you have doesn't make them like you. She'll make friends. There's much more sense of community and coach, I promise you. By working so hard to be an object of admiration, she puts up walls that block her from getting what she really wants. Friends. Here's our take on what it's like to be the woman other women hate but want to be, and why Helen has no friends. There's a term the young people are using, BFF. BFF, and you're my BFF. Best friends forever. This video is brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service showing exceptional films from around the globe. It's like your own personal film festival streaming anytime, anywhere. The antagonist of a story is usually a dark mirror of the hero, representing what our protagonist needs to overcome. I mean, it's a Bernays. It is one of a kind. I just. I don't think there's a question. In Bridesmaids, Annie is crippled by low self-esteem, so it follows that the villain of her story is a woman who seems specifically designed to make her feel inadequate. Maybe she'll find a new best friend, and maybe she'll be more successful than you are, and prettier, and richer, and skinnier. Annie has recently suffered a devastating personal loss. He was my boyfriend, and then he left me when the business went under. So. Meanwhile, her best friend Lillian's impending wedding rudely announces to her that her peers have it way more together. I feel like her life is going off and getting perfect and mine's just like... From the start, we witness voices inside Annie's head and in the society around her telling her what kind of woman she should be. Why can't you be more like Kahlua? And making her hyper-aware of the ways she's falling short. You're okay. my husband. Okay. You don't have a husband. The movie begins with her trying to project the image of the ideal woman. I just woke up. Are you kidding? <laughs> sure, I'm a mess. To a handsome guy who's actually obnoxious and awful to be around. He's so hot, though. Look, I know you say he's cute and all that stuff, but... It makes you feel like shit, you know? And at Lillian's engagement party, she's repeatedly shamed for failing to achieve her culture's ultimate feminine success, marriage. I'm not with anybody. I'm here solo. <laughs> All these reminders of Annie's inadequacy build to the moment when she meets... Helen! Helen embodies everything Annie wishes she was. She's wealthy, has married well, and is exceedingly pretty. You're so pretty. <laughs> Her name evokes Helen of Troy, the figure in Greek mythology whose beauty launched a thousand ships and started the Trojan War. So essentially, Helen is the unattainable ideal of womanhood that's plaguing Annie. Whitney, it's Helen. Helen Harris? Yeah! Hi! Hi. Oh Meanwhile, Annie might make us think of down-on-her-luck orphan Annie. Help me, I'm poor. Yet, this story uses Helen as proof that having all the status symbols in the world will not make you happy. Harry never really wants to talk to me either. 
He travels a lot, like all year. I'm, I'm basically just by myself. When people appear to have it all. We went on a sweetheart honeymoon. <laughs> Where did you guys go? Disney, Disney World. World. Oh. We finished each other's sentences, sorry. <laughs> Usually that's just because we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. Kevin can only have sex in bed, in the dark, under the covers, only after we've showered, separately. What's interesting is that the evidence of Helen's unhappiness is blatant, right there out in the open. I shared things with you that I've never shared with anyone, painful things to do with my family and the pain I've caused them. Annie just chooses to overlook it. It'll just give the pill a little kick that it needs. Honestly, I do it all the time. At the engagement party, Helen is more dressed up than the bride-to-be, revealing a need to overcompensate. But hold gown and the like, oh, you know, thing. It's just weird, right? You know, her stepkids clearly despise her. off, Helen. Okay, put a quarter in the swear jar. <laughs> so cute. Sweet kiss. And her desperate possessiveness of a woman she's known for less than a year tells us she doesn't have any long-lasting close relationships in her life. You're my angel and soulmate. So the miserable Helen reveals that Annie's problem isn't that she's not desirable, successful, or rich enough. It's that she's wasting time wanting to be a Helen. Let us shower Lillian with gifts and love. Respondez, s'il vous plaît. Yay! Annie's only way forward is to stop looking outward at the Helens of the world and turn inward instead. Because you're your problem, Annie and you're also your solution. To reconnect with her passion and take responsibility for her life. Helen, just- Oh, don't. This didn't happen because of Helen. This happened because you didn't get your taillights fixed. Women want to be Helen, but that doesn't mean they want to be around her. I don't have any female friends. <laughs> Deep down, she craves female closeness. All she really wants is to hang out. Maybe sometime the three of us could go to rock and sushi together. Thank you, Annie. I, I would love that. But she's her own worst enemy when it comes to forging real bonds. Here's what Helen Harris teaches us about how not to make friends. Be fake friendly. First, there's no warmth under Helen's sunny persona. Her surface friendliness is a mask for cool aggression. Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. Think of the scene where Annie and Helen meet. Hey, there she is, made of honor. <laughs> Helen is syrupy sweet, but she still manages to get in a subtle jab, highlighting that Annie is a fixture of Lillian's old life. So lovely <laughs> to meet Lillian's childhood friend. When Annie can't help remarking on Helen's beauty, Helen patronizes her. You're so cute! Oh, you're so sweet. She then tops it all off by marking her territory, asserting how close she and Lillian are. They're literally joined at the hip, which is good because they're a wee. Nothing about this interaction is inviting Annie to like Helen or enjoy spending time with her. So her behavior reveals that she's not trying to make a friend here. She's actively making a frenemy. I'm so glad we were able to do this. The pleasant facade mixed with disdain might remind us of Mean Girls villain Regina George. Oh my god, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Somehow, Helen's or Regina's transparently fake performance of niceness feels meaner than open hostility. I feel fine. 
Are you sure it wasn't that gray kind of lamb or you ate a lot of that weird chicken? Make people feel bad about themselves. Personally, the Paris seems a bit been there, done that. We turn to friends to feel better. You're a total catch, and any guy would be psyched to be your man. But Helen has a way of making people feel less than. Yeah, and I'm much smaller than you, so you'll handle it. She strategically belittles others and makes a point of being exclusive. Her loving toast to Lillian has the hidden agenda of telling the rest of the room they're outside her inner circle. Doug Lee, I'm sorry, inside joke. <laughs> Her first exchange leaves Annie feeling like this. She's great, isn't she? She's awesome. Be possessive. Helen is evidently threatened by Annie. Oh, oh she certainly enjoys playing tennis now. <laughs> it's funny how people change, isn't it? She sees Lillian's childhood friend as a competitor for the best friend title, rather than as a potential second friend. Happy to say that I have four new friends. But if Helen is so thirsty for female bonding, it's silly that she stops at one best friend when she could try to make more. I think if you're growing, then you're changing. But I mean, we're changing from who we are, which we always stay as. Not really. I don't think so. I think so. Annie complains that, while it seems like she's ruined every event leading up to Lillian's wedding, really, Helen is to blame. It's all her fault! It is not mine! Sure, Annie is making excuses, but she does have a point about most of the disasters she's taken the fall for. Helen slips her a really strong pill on the plane. Holy shit, what did you give her? initiating Annie's breakdown. There is a colonial woman on the wing. She's dressed in traditional colonial garb. <gasps> Helen initiates the one-upmanship during the toasts at the engagement party. I feel I can communicate with you with simply a look. Lillian. And she provokes Annie's scene at the bridal shower by announcing the Paris trip immediately after Annie's presented her gift, intentionally interrupting a nice moment between the old friends. Thank you. I feel really bad, Lil. I didn't get a chance to actually get you a present because I've been so busy organizing the shower. So it's clear that Helen is trying to drive a wedge between Lillian and her maid of honor. I told you about Paris, Helen! I told you about this whole idea! Which isn't a very nice thing to do to your new best friend. Buy your friends. Guess who Helen is friends with and who's designing my wedding dress? Lady Saint Petsois Jeju. Helen tries to win people over with wealth and connections. We're going to a restaurant tonight. I know the owner, yeah. so it's just you coming. Do. At Lillian's bridal shower, Annie's heartfelt gift speaks to how well she knows Lillian. But because Helen has no decades-long history with the bride, she feels the need to upstage Annie with a surprise that's unnecessarily over-the-top and expensive. What woman gives another woman a trip to Paris? Helen's overcompensating suggests a deep-seated fear of not being enough. She can never be sure that people actually like her for her. I think people just ask me to their weddings because I'm good at organizing parties. So she resorts to ever more extreme measures to make people want her around. Ladies and gentlemen, here with us tonight is Lillian's favorite band singing her 
favorite song. Her over-reliance on money to form the basis of emotional connections keeps her from developing the skills that hold relationships together, like perception and empathy. When Lillian is missing on the wedding day, Helen can't understand since all the external details seem exactly right. The dress looked fantastic. It had come in from Paris. I had organized everything to the, you know, last final detail. But she's been ignoring the signs of how Lillian's feeling inside. Helen just took over everything and everything's kind of out of control. As well as how her excessive spending has cloaked the whole day in stress for Lillian's family. My dad afford the wedding. People like Helen assume that adding more money into an occasion automatically makes it better. But it's not always the case that expensive equals good. Sometimes money gets in the way of comfort, intimacy, and having a good time. I am not paying for this shit. Move too fast. We glean from Helen's engagement party speech that she and Lillian bonded over a tipsy weekend on their husband's business trip. And they were working the entire weekend and we just sat and drank wine and ate peanut brittle. And in eight months' time, Helen has embellished a good rapport with the wife of her husband's employee into a full-fledged best friendship. Lillian, you're my best friend. But just as Helen can't buy a best friendship, she can't fast forward into being Lillian's bestie. That kind of true bond has to develop at a natural pace over years, as two people get to really know each other. <laughs> we listened to Hold On probably 10,000 times when I got my driver's license. Doing too much. An attendant will meet you at the stables. Uh, where? The shower is over the second bridge. Pink lemonade? Oh. Um. Most of us might struggle with finding the time to do enough for our friends and show up when they need us, but Helen proves it's possible to do too much. Look at that cookie! Did you really think that this group of women was gonna finish that cookie? Giving a gift that's too big can make the receiver feel uncomfortable or inadequate. It draws all the attention to the person gifting, and so you could say it's selfish. It's just a little pre-wedding vacation, and while we're there, we're going to meet the designer of her dress and have a fitting. We see all this in Helen's choice to hand out puppies as party favors at the shower. No, no! She does not get a party favor! She does not get a dog! It's an elaborate gesture with maximum drama and cuteness, but it saddles each party guest with the huge, unasked-for responsibility of caring for a demanding baby animal. I did, I think, slightly overcommit to the whole dog thing. It turns out I'm probably more comfortable with six. Perform your friendship. Helen's need to constantly put her friendship with Lillian on display is another red flag. You better not keep my Lil on a leash because I still need my drunken Saturday nights at Rockin' Sushi, okay? Boasting about having fun together doesn't really bring friends closer together. It just turns your friend into an accessory to flaunt in public. Finally, Helen's biggest mistake is not being herself. Her instinct in any situation is to fall back on inauthenticity. I'm proud of you, Lil. SHUT UP, HELEN! Even when she finally starts to open up to Annie, she still resorts to false flattery. I don't think that Brazilian food really gave us food poisoning. No, I think it did. No, I don't think it did. Helen is doing herself a disservice by being so disingenuous, because her pretension masks a more sensitive, kind soul underneath. It was really nice meeting you. 
it's that inner person that Lillian fell for. She's actually really cool, Annie. She's really, she's a good one, I'm telling you. And maybe this is why Helen gets so desperate to grasp onto her new friendship. At last, she's found someone who likes her for her. You made me realize how I can trust people again. Unfortunately though, her need to always win, to be better than everyone, leads her to make choices that are detrimental to her own happiness, like driving other women away. Used all my ideas. Thank you, I know it really came together. The image-obsessed culture that Helen thrives in may care about being able to fill a party and having people you can point to as so-called friends, but it doesn't make room for the things a real friendship consists of. Is it coming? I'm coming after you. Sorry, Rodney! We're on a budget! So it's no wonder that Helen doesn't really understand how to be a friend. I don't know what's happened to her. I don't know. You should know, right? You're her best friend. To be envied is to experience a distance between you and another person. You're up high, they're down below. I looked up to Naomi pretty much my entire life, which meant she was looking down on me. While this distance might offer the cheap thrill of an ego boost, doesn't it feel better to be close to someone? You're like my sister, and I love you. Today, there's more pressure than ever to present the perfect picture to your Facebook friends. But if there's one lesson Helen teaches us, it's that you don't make actual friends by getting people to wish they had your life. Envy inspires resentment, not love. Oh, hi, I'm Helen. Oh, are you living in Milwaukee? Oh, I'm sorry. Helen's and Annie's friendship breakthrough finally comes when Helen does the thing she's been working so hard not to do, show an imperfection. This is the first time I've ever seen you look ugly. Suddenly, Annie can see Helen as a human being, and so she can relate to her. You're an ugly crier, but that's okay. Even then, Helen resists the moment of bonding. <laughs> I look ugly. No, I don't. I don't really look ugly. She's not used to the vulnerability that's required to have a real friendship. But at least she's on her way. I want to apologize to you personally for all of the things that have gone down. I know that I hurt you, and then I created a distance between you and in Bridesmaids, the love object that women compete for isn't a man, it's a friend. I just want to thank you for carefully selecting me as your maid of honor. <laughs> I know you had uh, some other choices. And this setup is so rare and interesting because our culture generally doesn't place the same value on friendship as it does on things like romance, careers, money, or family. But in Bridesmaids, the love of a friend is truly a prize worth having. It makes everything else in life better. I love you. So while Annie spends most of Bridesmaids feeling bad she's not more like Helen, looking back over the story, it's really Helen who's been deeply envious of Annie for having the most precious thing of all, a best friendship. That's what friends are for! Hey guys, this is Alani, and today I want to talk to you about one of our favorite places to watch movies. 
Mubi. Mubi is a treasure trove of films. Every day, Mubi premieres a new film. Whether it's a movie you've been dying to see or one you've never heard of before, there is always something new to discover. So in this world where it's very easy to spend hours debating what you should watch, Mubi is like having a really cool friend with amazing taste in movies making it so much easier for you. They feature hard-to-come-by masterpieces, indie festival darlings, influential art house and foreign films, lesser-known films by your favorite famous directors, and more. Plus, you can even download the films to watch offline, and there are no ads, ever. One movie you can check out right now on Mubi is Sweet Sixteen, directed by Ken Loach. This powerful film tells the story of a teenager preparing for his mother's release from prison. We can't recommend Mubi highly enough. You can try it out now for free for a whole month. Just click the link in the description below.